All right. Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. I got a package from you in the mail yesterday. Which oh, was you very did? Very special. I did. What, what did I give you? Because I don't remember all I included. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing to open had to be the container of unmarked Korean pills. <laughs> They're not totally unmarked. It's They're very obviously totally vitamin C. But I was yes. like, oh, yeah, we did have a conversation about how I wanted some of this vitamin C. <laughs> and then yesterday, Nathan was like, I don't know. I'm worried I'm going to get sick before we go to Portugal. And I was like, here, take some of these unmarked Korean vitamin C pills. <laughs> I'll send you more. They taste just like vitamin C, like in your mouth, like, yeah. a, like a vitamin C pill. It's like. This is the sort of thing that I do not expect to hear come out of your mouth. And yet here we are. Here we are. (laughs) But I mean, a thousand milligrams of vitamin C and one tablet instead of having to do like the whole rigmarole of whatever else is really nice. Yeah, it's not too bad, especially it's like a vitamin. So it's not bad. And it's not huge. Yeah, and it's not gigantic. So the, (laughs) the vitamin C foil packet with the just said vitamin C on it and then a bunch of Korean <laughs> symbols or symbols, letters. Yes. Symbols? Yeah, not letters because the whole symbol is Glyphs, a word. something like Glyphs. that. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, that was probably my favorite thing. But no, I have questions about the little candles. You include okay, little oh. tea lights with herbs and stuff in them. And, oh, and snakeskin. Yes, there's snakeskin inside. I think that was from Mocha because I think it's a little darker. So I think yeah. that's from one of her sheds. And so they're like protection candles because oh, snakes are yay. really good with protection. And I put some herbs in there, like some black salt in there. How you can Okay. So I would say I've not, I've burned them down almost always to the bottom and they haven't like burst into flames. <laughs> so good. I tried to test this, but then it got to a point where like there was no wax and only like snake skin. And I didn't mm. want to test it any further and just in case. So when it yeah. gets down to a point, like just toss it out but they're for like protection sort of candles how fun thank you so much it's so cute and then also this little freaking dog oracle deck yes i got adorable. that for you and mac you use nice. it specifically for your dog oh my god really yes it's specifically <laughs> for your dog to use and like it's the booklet so kind of teaches you how to read for your dog it's called the moo moo dog oracle cards yes it was a, it was <laughs> created by a korean person and so it was really easy for me to get here there are so many little, look at this little angry, fluffy white guy. Yes, they're so funny. All of the cards are really cute. And it really says salty. Yes, he's very like, that's salty. That's the card. And it's just like a little, <laughs> yes. like, mad Pomeranian. Yes. <laughs> this is the cutest thing ever. Do you have a copy too? Should we review this? Is it available in the US? Because oh, I'm obsessed. It's, a, it's available, I think, on Amazon. And it'll come with both a Korean and a English um, book, like a little white book for you. Oh, my God. But I'll okay, take the yeah. Korean one out just in case. So, <laughs> In case I'm like, what is this? I yeah. don't understand. Well, I appreciate it so to. much. It was so nice. Yeah. Because the stuff, I send you packages a lot, but it's all stuff that you bought. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's all stuff that's being routed through Holly's post office. Yeah, exactly. So this was like really fun because it was filled with actual fun gifts. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I appreciate you so much. Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> I love you so much. I love you. But that brings us to this episode. We're recording two today. So listen to back to back. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> If we this pull the eight of probably ones, be no one would be surprised at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly, for, for exactly. Pros. If they're like, if the cards are like, okay, you need to chill, then that would explain it. But <laughs> we're fully caffeinated over here. All of our beverages. I have my candle lit. I also forgot that the um, 
oil that I bought from who was that store who was doing that huge sale on the, the fixed Contra candles? Goddess? Yeah, Contra, Contra Goddess. Goddess. Mm-hmm. So before we have been recording lately, I've been been putting like a few drops of the Crown of Success Conjure Oil into a like just regular seven day candle that hasn't been oh, yeah. or anything. Just like in a moment of meditation before we start recording. This morning, however, I forgot that it didn't have one of those little oil stoppers on it, and I was slightly distracted. So I dumped like probably a half an ounce of oil into my candle. <laughs> Your candle's gonna burst into flames. <laughs> yeah, the fire is raging. Let's just say that. <laughs> it's gonna be like snack crackle popping in the microphone. Oh, seriously. Area. <laughs> or just like full blown fireball. I can't decide yeah. yet. Okay, is that me this time? Oh, yes, I didn't did. change it. You didn't change the outline, so it's going to be you for the next two le- <laughs> oh, two, no. two episodes. <laughs> I'm such a dum-dum. All right, people. Sorry about that. <laughs> I guess, when are we releasing? So this one is going to be this week. The next one's going to be next week. And then the one we're recording next week will be when I'm in Portugal? Yes. Okay. I believe so. That makes the most sense to me. But I'm sorry because I'm doing so many cards of the week in a row. <laughs> do you want to do this one right now? I can if you want me to. Yeah, do this one just so that okay. we go back into an order. And the rest okay. of it will still be in the previous okay. order. But okay, whatever. Okay, so card of the day. I have now changing gears to the card of the day. Okay, let's see. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> six, seven. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. And the card of the day is the five of wands. <laughs> <laughs> This card always follows us around when we're like, we got to get this shit done. We gotta get yeah, done. yeah. Or when I'm like, you need to do this right now. And you're like underprepared or not quite ready. And then you're like, oh, fuck, I guess I'll do oh, it. Whatever. And then it comes up with a card that's like, will you leave Esther alone, Holly? <laughs> It's fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. It's going to be a five of wandsy kind of energy for the first one, at least. And then by the second one, we'll be feeling we'll have so our relaxed. It'll be right. like full blown four of wands. Like, oh, the, yes, we're good. Yes. We haven't recorded two episodes in a row in a while. I know. Probably like since summer since Yeah, probably since summer. I would think so. I think so. All right. Well, okay, it's well today. <laughs> our first question of the day is from Bailey and... She explains, so the main problem, I'm fucking broke. (laughs) This summer, I went from working full-time to working part-time to focus on school. In October, my boyfriend, who I live with, started his own business and left his solid job, and since then, the paychecks on his end have been scarce. He is really stressed out, and it's seriously affecting his mental health. I appear to have two options. Well, maybe 2.5. I could keep doing my job and just hope it all works out so that I can finish school by the end of the year. And get a really solid job with a reasonable demand and a good salary. Or find a full-time job that I have to quit soon to do my student teaching. Or find a full-time job and like just drop out of school. There's also the fact that I had been applying for jobs and hadn't even had an interview. I'm pretty stressed out about our financial situation in general. What can I do to keep us afloat for the next year? Should I even try to finish school or is it more important to try to make money now? 
I think that last sentence is the summary of the whole entire paragraph. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like pushing through with school versus trying to find another job. Right. As an academic advisor, go talk to your financial aid office because (laughs) they could really have some sort of like, I mean, it's obviously less than ideal, but dropping out of school when you only have one year left, it makes it, it's really statistically unusual for people to finish that last year in a timely manner. And anecdotally, I see it a lot where somebody will be like, oh, I just was taking a year off to kind of get my feet back under me. And then it's like 10 years later and Mm -hmm. it's harder to transition back into it. Not that people don't. I mean, those people then finish, but it's all there's like life is difficult. (laughs) Yes. 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 Stuff really gets in the way. Like even if you have your best laid plan. So but I do think that you're right about those. The last two sentences kind of being the crux of the question. Yes. I, I agree. With everything that you've said. <laughs> Thank you. As, as, a per, as a person who has a sibling that it took 10 years for them to get a Bachelor of Business or something, MBA. <laughs> That's a master's. Talk to your, Matt, thank you. Or not a master's. What's like a bachelor's degree with business something? I'm who's, sure. Who's, like a BA in business administration yeah, or something business, like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, my brother took eight years, too. It's I mean, like, that's the hard thing. And that's like one of the reasons why, like, sort of developing a relationship with your financial aid office can be helpful is that they know a lot of like things that like aid or grants that might be a little bit more time consuming to apply for, but could really help alleviate some of the anxieties and stress. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's like my practical advice from my muggle job, but what about tarot? (laughs) What about tarot? We'll see what tarot says. Okay. So do we want to first pull cards for the energy surrounding finishing school or should we just say like, yes or no? Yeah. Oh, I, I think just like the energy of finishing school or the energy of finding a job now. Okay. and slash or the energy. Yeah, I think that that's a good idea. And I noticed that you and I are both using Everyday Witch. <laughs> I know. I, I, I was looking for, uh, spoiler for our next episode, is Lisa Frank Tarot. I was looking for <laughs> Lisa Frank Tarot deck, and I came across Everyday Witch. And I was like, oh, I like this deck. I'm going to pull it out for today. And it gave me the sun when I asked it if it wanted to be used on the podcast. So I was like, okay, well. Girlfriend's like, like yes, please. <laughs> like, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm out in the light. I'm not in a dark box anymore. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm not going to feel guilty about not using you enough, Everyday Witch, but I am grateful to have you here now. <laughs> yes. And you've used it last week, so. It's- <clears throat> yeah, two weeks in a row. Wonderful. So, energy around finishing Staying school. In school. Uh, no. no, I mean, it's just, I just love tarot so much. <laughs> okay. Well, what did, what did you get to love it so much? I got the page of pentacles and the nine of pentacles. And I just feel like that. Did you get one of those same cards based on your I face? got the knight of pentacles. Oh. And the hermit. Oh, I like yeah. it. So I feel pentacles. like, yeah, a lot of pentacles, which is a great sign for this being something that you should do. Because I think mm-hmm. that especially with a page and a knight. It's like you're starting this kind of new, totally new journey of something that you can feel really proud of about. And so just sort of focusing on yourself and getting through this year seems like, I mean, the hermit is hard in this context because we know that she lives with a partner. Right. I think the hermit is really good at focusing in on like zoning. Ooh, I've just bumped my mic like zoning in on something and <laughs> too much gesticulation yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true that's true kind so of I like removing distractions of, right exactly so i think that's like the strength of the hermit like just bullheadedly getting through it 
and focusing on what you need to the task at hand. And then yeah. you'll have that Nine of Pentacles, Knight of Pentacles, Nine of Pentacles, Page of Pentacles, like energy around that when you yeah. get that focus. Yeah. And so the difference between the Page of Pentacles and the Knight of Pentacles here is kind of that the Page of Pentacles is like the exploratory about all these new opportunities. And the Knight of Pentacles is sort of confirming that you're like going after them. Like it's yeah. sort of like the action card of like creating this Nine of Pentacles environment for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So then the energy about finding a full time job. Yes. Now, I guess, specifically. Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see. Okay. Huh. <laughs> what did you get? I got the Five of Cups and Judgment. Yeah. What did you get? I got... So, you know that I normally don't read reversals because I keep my decks all facing one direction unless it's something right. like the Five Cent Tarot, which you know, is intentionally made to be used for reversals. Right, right. I just tend to not use them. But the Three of Wands reversed came out, and I know that this deck was not set to reversals. So I feel like that's significant. And then also the Four of Swords. And so the Three of Wands reversed is like like canceling plans, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like, because the Three of Wands is so much about sort of like envisioning the way forward envisioning sort of going out into the world all of those things so it being reversed is like it would be a really really huge like end point Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't be continuing to make progress and then paired with your five of cups that's a lot of disappointment yeah especially Mm -hmm. like i'm reading with me reading the five of cups and judgment together it's like you're going to be disappointing disappointed in the calling that you'll have at this point in your life like of the career calling you'll have you'll just just be really disappointed and sad and feel like you're missing out on what you really want to do totally totally and also just like if your actual calling is in education and then you're disappointed that you're not continuing to pursue that that's also a component of that like caring Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's pull cards for what she can do to, like, kind of stay afloat emotionally. Because we can't do... I mean, I guess you have that list of, like, what sorts of cards mean what kinds of jobs. But I feel like in this... Maybe we could see where it leads us, but I'm kind of thinking more of, like, just sort of the emotional part. Yeah, I think emotional support and advice, because I think they have, at the moment, it sounds like they have too many options on their plate, and that may confuse them even more. Yeah. Like... So I think just find where to find emotional And it's also really hard when your partner is dealing with mental health stuff because yeah. like you feel like if you picked up more slack, he'd be more okay mm-hmm. in some yeah. ways probably. But that's why I think that maybe focusing on like the emotional support would be helpful. Yes. Okay. Emotional support cards. <laughs> I got judgment. Oh, you did? <clears throat> yeah. I got two of wands and the magician. I got 10 of pentacles and judgment. Okay. For me, both of these kind of, it's kind of like going back to the drawing board, recreating plans or thinking in a different way. What was, you got two of the magician and the two of the magician, the magician. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I kind of feel like, like, so 10 of pentacles doesn't have to be about family inheritance or family establishment, but kind of like, maybe institutional success. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that kind of also can maybe go back to the 
like financial aid or grants situation, like looking at some, maybe trying to get more loans or mm-hmm. something like that. Like the magician kind of feels that way to me in this context, because you're sort of like creating a plan to move forward that involves like relying kind of on community support more so than like just striking out on your own. Yeah. And I like that the 10 of pentacles came up and that matches really well with what we first pulled yeah, for, for staying in school or what about yeah. like the energy of staying in school. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons to not stop, mm-hmm. but also it's so hard because it's so beyond stressful to feel so stressed about money. Like that is right. like really bad for your physical health and for your emotional <laughs> well-being. Yeah. So it's hard, but I think that like thinking about the institutions that kind of exist to support people who are following their sort of goals like this or their life's missions and then kind of creating a plan that puts you a little bit more in the driver's seat rather than sort of watching these things happen to you and your partner, like thinking about ways that you can take an, more of an active role in like creating a plan. So even if stuff doesn't feel like it can immediately be better, at least there's something in place for like putting your mind on and thinking about when stuff gets worse. Yeah. Cause for me, the magician is just, he, especially with the two of wands, it's just there, a new plan needs to be kind of just go back to the drawing board and, you know, maybe go to these um, financial aid areas and they will give you solutions that you didn't know existed. Yeah. And that you have the power now to be able to control what's going on. Totally. Totally. Ah, it's kind of an interesting conversation that we've I've had with some social workers on campus before because a lot of students don't think about things like going on, like applying for food stamps and stuff. Mm. Like students don't think that they should, but it's those programs are frequently developed for people who are going through transitionary phases. And so as mm. a student, that could be something that would be really useful and totally, totally appropriate for you to apply for and financial aid would be able to help you sort of wade through that stuff too. Yeah. They're a resource so use it. Exactly. Well, good luck, Bailey. I think the moral of the story is that you've been working really, really hard and this is going to be such a good fit. That's what it kind of feels like to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second question today is from Harry and Harry says, hi friends. Okay. So long story short, I'm at a very weird crossroads right now. I'm healing from mental health stuff, one being an eating disorder, while constantly being in and out of school and dealing with a very enmeshed and strung out family unit at home. All of this has made my physical home very tough. I have the modern witch and a bunch of amazing oracles, but I worry about how the emotional tension and lack of emotional wellness I feel at home will affect them. Do you have any suggestions about how I may keep discovering and working on myself and through tarot, but without doing it at home, any suggestions about attitudes and how tarot and spiritual spirituality uh, can build safe spaces without drawing attention from others who may not appreciate or support me, my spirituality, and ultimately my deciding to pursue life as I need to. So we've talked a bit about needing to be in like the spiritual closet. Yeah. Because Esther's family doesn't know anything about all of this stuff. Um, and when they come visit, she does have to hide it. (laughs) Yes. How are you going to do that now? Just not let them come upstairs. (laughs) Well, we'll see. We'll see. We haven't, I haven't quite decided yet. (laughs) But it's something that Esther. It's a conversation that will happen closer to when they're supposed to come. (laughs) They're coming in May, right? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll check in with you closer. So April, like the last week of April, check in with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, the moral of all of that is to say that like we we definitely know, or I don't because I just don't have family members who would express judgment to me about that. <laughs> Because yeah. they know that I would just be like, I literally do not care what you think. Uh, <laughs> sorry. And okay. I have come from a huge pre- place of privilege about that because my my immediate family is really supportive of it and everyone else just kind of fell into line behind them. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I think that like there are kind of two components to this. I feel like we could definitely draw tarot cards for suggestions for creating a safe space for yourself. And then maybe talk about our own personal ways of utilizing these tools while not at home. Maybe yeah. that would be helpful. Yeah. What I do you think? think? So. I think it'd be helpful. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So let's pull cards for how to make your space. Because I think a larger issue is that if your family life and your home life is that stressful and draining, then setting up some sort of basic protections around your own mental health within your private space within your house would be a good idea because sometimes you can do that or you can always kind of create like a little moment of solace for yourself in your space. Even if other people Mm -hmm. are sharing it and even if it's just like a corner of a room that that feels like the most calm, peaceful corner. Yes. Yeah. Can I tell you a very, very unrelated, but, sort of relevant thing that I think you'll find hilarious. Of course. So this is kind of like about the like moment of peace, I guess, but we have, so this room that I'm sitting in right now, which is like our office slash laundry room is down a small hallway. You've been to my house, Esther, you know, from like the stairs in the main part of the living room and the floor in that little transition space between like the little hallway to this room has been very warm over the last like week or so. Like weirdly warm. So my brain was like, I'm not even joking. I guess this is like some like spirit thing. Uh Like there's some like warm heart of the house energy going on where there's like all of this like sort of like energetic intensity in this one area right near where I meditate daily, blah, 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 blah. Nathan finally felt it for the first time yesterday. And like 10 minutes later, he's like, well, looks like we got a leak on our slab. (laughs) creating all of these like energetic reasons reasons. that it could be like that and it's like no it's just a physical leak in the slab of our home (laughs) oh my gosh so in korea we have heated floors oh so it would have been like like a dream heated floor i know it's really really nice (laughs) but yeah it's just like oh i've been like okay there's a really hot spot on the floor right here okay got it (laughs) yeah exactly and i'm just sitting here being like i don't know there must be some like cool energetic thing that's happening and then my capricorn husband's like well, I Googled it's it. A leak. <laughs> it's a leak. So now that's something we have to deal with. But I that's guess really the funny. the whole moral of the story is that you can feel like energies in different areas of your house as really different things from what other people are. So even if there's like yes. a lot of chaos all around you, you could still totally feel a peaceful moment. And we can pull cards for helping you figure yeah. out how to create that peaceful moment in your own space. Yeah. I'll say when I lived at my old apartment, that was a one room and my husband would frequently like do his own thing, like playing video games. And I would do my own thing, like reading tarot and doing other stuff. 
there is a place where you have to kind of be able to create that space around you, even though others are in the vicinity of your area. Yeah. Like that's that like kind really of the visualization of the white bubble of light surrounding yes. you can create, you can push that vis- visualization out to the edges of your desk or around your chair or around your bed or wherever you're sitting. So even, I mean, obviously that doesn't solve the problem of having to hide the actual things themselves or feeling right. like you do, but it does solve the problem of the energy messing with your shit. Yes. <laughs> and I mean yes. both literal and metaphorical shit. <laughs> and by shit, I mean stuff, obviously. Ugh, I'm clarifying too much. This is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. Somebody stop me. Okay. Anyway. Okay, ah! We need pull cards. We'll stop We need to pull cards. <laughs> I have to say, I after doing so many indie things, I love this freaking thin cardstock. I know. It's nice. That's weird. I got the Page of Pentacles again. Oh. Hello, and Paige. Temperance. I got the Ten of Wands and the High Priestess. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> the Ten of Wands and the High Priestess is like, well... You're feeling exhausted from all of this work you're doing. Right. All of this, like, you're, you're carrying like, too much emotional shit work. around and you need to, like, get in your high priestess mode. <laughs> He's working on it. He's working on it. Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, the temperance card in this card is, or in this deck is the yoga witch. Do you remember mm. that? She's, like, mm-hmm. doing whatever position that is. Yoga. Yeah. Yeah, Looks there you like go. like standing crane, maybe. Yeah. And I think that that sparked something, which is a really good way to be low-key, woo-woo, witchy, is to start doing yoga and then just, like, fold in oracle cards into that yoga practice. Yeah. I know that, like, there are some areas where even doing yoga is, like, too woo-woo. Like, that's definitely a thing. Yes. Yes. Uh, But... You can just fo- say, like, it's more stretching-oriented and then have, like, if anyone finds your well-hidden oracle cards, be like, oh, it's part of my stretching. Yeah. Maybe that could work. But either yeah. way, I think the Page of Pentacles is kind of, like, reminding you that you're on the you're at the beginning of this new journey about, like, who you physically are in your body, who you are kind of, like, in your space. And so kind of acknowledging that you're still at the beginning part of that journey would be helpful and not feeling quite like you need to be carrying all 10 of those wands. Like start shedding those wands because you're a new person. Now you don't need to bring all of them with you. You can focus on the high priestess and on being on the beginning of this journey rather than still carting around all of the sort of frustrations and stressful things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't pressure yourself to carry all those wands because you don't need to be carrying them all. Like you're at the beginning of this journey and you're kind of, able to explore what um, like tarot and oracle decks and kind of where this will lead you, but you're having to kind of keep it just a little quiet for now and just kind of know that that won't be forever. That won't be like a long lasting thing. Mm -mm. So don't pressure yourself to perform basically. Yeah. To like, or like, Oh, I see this. Well, I need to be like this. Like, that's not where you're at in your journey. I really like that both of us got a card that's sort of like, more internal rather than external, like having temperance and the high priestess is like remembering that you can create safe space within yourself. It doesn't even have to be within your space. Exactly. Like you have sort of this like, like balanced, thoughtful, deep 
tapped into, you know, their higher self person within you. And so that's like remembering that and focusing on kind of rising above everything else will Mm -hmm. put you in a safe zone at home, even with just yourself. Yeah, I agree. But if you still want to do pull, if you still want to like pull cards more and you feel like you can't do it at home, uh, I think a lot of this just depends on where you live, like how comfortable you are with whipping the cards out in public places. Like Esther never would have done that in her like U.S. life. No, in a I knew, southern state, I knew too many people. She Everyone... knew too many people. And now she's sending, like, Tuesday night pictures of her in a cafe with, like, six people just surrounded with tarot cards because she's doing this cool English language learning meetup thing. I'm like, yeah. So Esther's, like, cafe reading like a rock star now. But can you imagine, like, five years ago, Esther doing – I mean, obviously, there's probably some – I would have been snitched on immediately because literally everyone – even though my town has, like, multiple hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, it's a big-ass city. It's a city, but everyone knew my family. Like, yeah. This is the South where everyone knows everyone else. Yeah. And so if I even tried it in one cafe, I would have been snitched on immediately and stuff like that. So, but I will say, like, depending on where you are and depending on where your safe spaces are outside of the house. Yeah. I, if you feel comfortable at work, you could, if, like, if you have a cubicle at your desk, you can have, a, like, a work oracle deck. Yeah. And kind of like just privately pull out cards then and like maybe have like a little card of the day sort of thing. Yeah. Or in your car. In your car. Right. Yeah. You can create those. Like I even had like would go to coffee shops by myself and do spreads um, and stuff like that. So kind of where you feel comfortable, just try pulling it out then and yeah. and just practice that way. I have two decks, including the one we're reviewing today in my car. And I, and I also always have them in my bag too. But I think that like like there is no rule that you can't do the that you can't pull a tarot card for yourself in the bathroom at work if you need to. Yeah. Like you can yeah. literally do it anywhere. And so it feels, especially I think for people who are just sort of getting in touch with this part of themselves, it feels somehow like sacrilegious to do these things on the fly or whatever. Obviously, we'd like to devote time to meditating on it and growing through each and every card pull. But sometimes you just need like a pick me up. And I think that that's one of the reasons why we're so drawn to like two card spreads, like where I'm blocked, what I can do, or, you know, here's the problem. Here's the solution or what's today going to be like, and how can I make the most of it or whatever? Like all these different two card options, because those are something that you can just like literally at a bus stop, just very quietly pull two cards out of a deck for yourself or whatever. Like there's a right, thousand different right. places that you can do it. If you are safe. I mean, but that's the problem is that in some parts of the world, like you literally aren't safe. Yeah. Yeah. Harry, tell us where you live. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was even thinking, cause I think it kind of suggested that they were a student since they still live at home with their family, perhaps. So even if you have like a student union or like a, like an on-campus thing, whipping yeah. out cards, unless it's like a the library. Campus, out then. Yeah. Library. Library is good. Like <laughs> private time in the library. <laughs> I am like out. Most schools will have libraries where they're like, first of all, 
No school is funded enough to have cameras throughout their libraries. It's just a fact. And so you won't get snitched on that way. And also there's always quiet corners in libraries. There might be a section that you feel like particularly drawn to. Like even I work at a university, as everyone knows, because I talk about it constantly. Um, But (laughs) I still even like to go to this one part of the library because it's really it's like really sunny but it's still air conditioned and I live in a very hot part of the world. And so that's nice. It's really, but the lighting is really great. The books that are in that section tend to be like really old. Like I found a bunch of books from the 1840s once there and they're still like active library books because nobody wants to read them, I guess. So they're just like not in any danger, (laughs) but libraries can be such a peaceful place because everybody's focused on their own shit. Like nobody's going there to like interact with others. There's like specific rooms for that. But if you're just at like a, what are they called? A carol or whatever, like one of those little desk areas that has the oh, like, like cubicle the sides. Yeah. Yeah. Like the tall sides. Then go to the go to one of those and just like spend some time. And if you're not in school, you can still go into your school's library and do that. Or a yeah, public like library. municipal library. Yeah. Well, and even if you have like a tarot deck that doesn't exactly look like a tarot deck, like I will pull up my cards at one of at one of the schools that I go to to teach and the kids will be like, oh, what teacher, what's this? Oh, teacher, what's this? And they won't know what it is because the cards look so different than than actual tarot cards they've seen. Well, and I've been seeing or like full blown Oracle decks just for sale at the grocery store. Yeah. So like, I think that people are more, I feel like there's sort of like that trend cycle where right now people are kind of understanding that maybe pulling a little mantra or a little like pick me up card or whatever could be valuable. And so they're like literally just at Sprouts, they had like one designed specifically for moms and then one regular, like it was just there, like super readily available. So I think especially with Oracle cards, because there isn't symbolism that people recognize as being like esoteric occultish yeah occult i think occultish is what i was looking for you're totally right because even though we know that like the devil doesn't mean the literal devil like if you're if people interpret it that way doing oracle cards in public is kind of an easy workaround and that's also kind of why the idea of like sort of hiding it all under a newly developing yoga practice or meditation practice. Yeah. Yeah. Just be like, oh, I started doing yoga with Adrian this month and then I picked one of these up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I people did not that know before, what like, yoga means. No, no, not at all. Because what, what podcast were we listening to? Oh, it was probably a true crime obsessed episode. I don't remember who they were talking about, but they were talking about how somebody was meditating for like 23 hours a day. And oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. way the cult. Yeah, it was a cult where their leader was meditating for like 20 hours. Oh, it's the, Brick, a day. The, the Bikram, the Bikram guy, right? No, because he's rape, just being a rapist. For right, but years. I think beforehand he said. <gasps> Sorry, Doomkey's oh. little tiny face just out, <laughs> took me completely by surprise. <laughs> he's, he's really needy right now. So he's now crawling on the desk. <laughs> and he will soon but, get very hot. So. And you'll start sweating. But anyway, whoever yeah. it was, the way that they were like uh, rationalizing the 23 hours is that if you're doing something with intention, it's yoga. So like sleeping with intention is yoga. Oh, driving it was our, it was our own Patreon episode. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I, Maybe I think it was. You, I oh, think my God. That is so cult. embarrassing. <laughs> but I would be like, it was funny. It was probably true crime obsessed. No, it was, it was, it was me. <laughs> But anyway, I think that that's like, so what I, the moral of that story is just that people don't really understand what yoga means. Right. 
Right. So like you could say I'm doing yoga and literally just be sitting on your floor and, you know, reading with intention and then claim that that's yoga. I mean, obviously there's like appropriative issues that arise with that. But I think that like as a general concept, if your family's making you feel unsafe using any excuse you can come up with to like have alone time in a room by yourself mm-hmm. is fine with me. <laughs> right. Right. Is that yeah. spiritual bypassing? <laughs> <laughs> well, and also I think, you assume that everyone else can see and know everything around you. Mm-hmm. Like, cause like I would always assume that my family, they, they would know that they would see my likes on Instagram, that they would see that I friended Holly, that they would see all this stuff. And you know, I know I literally, when you started your, uh, your like Esther Thea Facebook account, yeah. I was like, do you want me to unfriend your actual account? Cause <laughs> yeah. I don't want, cause, cause, cause the algorithms like, are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we do stuff like we're tagging each other and shit constantly. Right. So I was right. worried that it would start suggesting me to your family oh, to on your family. regular Facebook. They account. probably did, but they're probably just like, oh, they they probably know her from school or whatever. Because <laughs> I have, I just have tons of random people. That's true. But you yeah. do live on the other side of the country or the world yeah. from them. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I think that that's a good point. People are generally paying less attention to you than they than you think. Than what they, you think? Yeah. yeah. And uh, even if they like have a moment of caring a lot and like actually keeping track of shit you're doing. That passes. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's so focused on their own stupid bullshit. They're not paying attention to our stupid bullshit. We hope at least. Yeah. Just that's what I have to keep telling myself. And yeah. Just yeah. Protect yourself and then just do what you can. And I know that we've talked about the visualization exercise of the white light before, but I really think that this would come in so handy in this. Yeah, but yeah. also I think, is it you or Kylie who not just visualizes the white light, but also like an armored bubble i do i use a glitter like there's like a glitter shimmer to it okay like because like i it may be kylie that says an armor something where you're visualizing not just like you being in a safe space but also other people's energy not being able to permeate it so for me i can still achieve that with just white light like in my visualization but if you need to Mm -hmm. visualize surrounding yourself with like flame because that's scarier to others that's fine too yeah although that might complicate any issues that people have with thinking that your woo woo practices are like satanic if you're like yeah i'm just visualizing myself surrounded in flame well if it's if it's from a christian perspective just say like the the archangel michael has this flaming sword and you're good it's garden of eden reference you're fine (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) thank you esther you're welcome um but yeah good luck harry and uh you know find a library I really feel yeah. like that's probably the or best outside part. park, like a nice or, little quiet area. You know what just occurred to me? If you what? don't have like religious trauma, finding a like empty church. Yeah. A chapel in the back. Ooh. Why not? I mean, you're not yeah. literally going to be struck down by God. That's not a real thing. Yeah, and they're quiet true. and meditative. And if you don't have the like negative associations, then you could absolutely have some excellent meditation and a quiet chapel by yourself. Definitely. Oh, yeah. And maybe somebody will come talk to you and then you just tell them I'm just meditating. (laughs) And I feel like we'll find an Episcopalian church. Maybe that's the key. Episcopalians are Catholics. (laughs) Or Unitarians. Unitarians Or Unitarians. Yeah. Unitarians are actually very open to this sort of like witchery stuff. So they'd be really, really safe. But I think that any place where you could just say, like, I don't need you to prophetize to me. I'm just spending some time alone with my thoughts. That's the kind of place you're looking (laughs) for. Very true. I think so. And I feel like my childhood minister would be like, oh, well, welcome to it. Let me know if you have any questions. (laughs) (laughs) That's so precious. I love that. 
<laughs> they're not like fire and brimstone or anything. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, good luck, Harry. Good luck, Harry. We love you. Okay, well, Esther, our podcast yes. is being impacted by the coronavirus. It is. Our Lenormand deck is trapped. <laughs> it is trapped. <laughs> it has not moved since the coronavirus struck. Yeah. So obviously we are sending all sorts of thoughtful and healing energy towards these people who have been working with us for all of our decks, but also <laughs> goddamn coronavirus messing up all our plans. So we have literally no updates. Nope. No updates. Sorry. Hate it for you. Hate it for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. We, so we just strange. keep getting questions and we're like, we don't know. We have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Oh, anyway, eventually it'll be here. But the funny thing is that I was thinking about when I was thinking about the deck we're reviewing, I got this before we created our own deck. And I'll talk about it in the review. But a lot of the things that I used this deck for have been completely removed from being needed to be used because. Oh. Of our own deck, which hilariously well, might also happen with a Lenormand deck once ours eventually is done. <laughs> but I guess I actually do have one one reminder for okay. um, Patreon supporters who support at $15 a month. They get a like yearly package of a gift from us. Yeah. And I sent out a survey to most of you. And by the time this airs, I will have sent it to all of you who give it $15 a month. Kind of because we realized that the only way to get gifts for people is to ask them sort of like, what do you already have? (laughs) So we don't accidentally (laughs) get you something that you already have. Um, So check your Patreon messages for those surveys and respond to them when you can. I'm going to try to get all of these packages out before I go to Portugal, but it might end up being the first week of February. You mean March? Yeah. What the hell? That's what I mean, for sure. <laughs> Can you believe it's mid-February right now? The January <laughs> went so slow and February's gone so fast. It's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> this is the month where I'm supposed to be like prepping for this vacation that I've been dreaming about for a year and a half. And now all of a sudden we're leaving in like a week like and a, a half. Uh, but I didn't tell you this, but I'm very excited about it. Our friend Natalie from Ask a Badass podcast on the Heaven oh, Bosoms yes. feed, she put together a list of things to do in Porto, Portugal, while she was bored oh. at work this weekend. That is oh. incredible. And this yeah. is how you know that she knows me very well. She included a hot dog restaurant as one of the suggestions <laughs> of places to visit. <laughs> In addition to all these like really traditional Portuguese things, she's also like, and there's this hot dog place that you just got to check out. (laughs) So so Natalie, you're the best. I appreciated that so much. (laughs) But yes, (laughs) if you are a Patreon supporter at $15 a month or more, please respond to that survey so I can have an idea of what uh, to get you. And we're so excited to be sending out these packages. Yay! We are super behind on the times because... We did that whole Patreon overhaul and just lost it. But we have supporters who were at that level and then downgraded to the lower level after like three or four months. And we're still sending them stuff because they contributed for three months or more, which was the deal. Uh, I think that's it. Yes, that's it. Awesome. Okay, so the deck of the week this week. I'm excited to talk about this one because it's very, very accessible and affordable and adorable. It is the Kawaii Tarot, which was created by Diana Lopez. 
It was published by Sterling Publishing, and they say about it, Everybody loves kawaii, the adorable Japanese art style found in comics, TV, fashion, and more. Now, this (laughs) easy-to-use kit brings that charm to the world of tarot. Packaged with an accessible guidebook to help you interpret your readings, the 78-card deck features a sweet pastel-colored design that will appeal to avid tarot readers and kawaii collectors alike. So I'll say kawaii in Japanese means cute. That's all it is. Okay. That, that's just the meaning. So when you hear people say kawaii, this means to mean, oh, cute. Yeah. Kawaii, and it's also spelled cute. differently than the Hawaiian island of kawaii. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that. Thank Although you for the I think that like in 2013 to 2017 I probably did think that they were related <laughs> <and> somehow. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, where can you find this deck? Literally anywhere. It's available. Yeah. I mean, you can find it in an app. You can find it mm-hmm. on Amazon, you can find it in most bookstores, you can find it at Walmart, you can find it, you know, on the at the gas station probably i don't know it's all over the place yes very accessible yeah super accessible right now on amazon i was looking at it uh it is 12 dollars to get yeah this it usually runs around like 11 bucks so yeah it is for sure pretty affordable and accessible uh how does it come do you have the app or do you have, I have the, the app okay the so app is adorable app size Yes. The app is a little strange to navigate, like trying to get to the cards, because it tries to force you to do a reading first. Oh, uh, okay. So you can't but really But then you have to like, go into a submenu to get to the cards themselves to look at the whole entire card bread. Oh, I see. What but you're it's saying. free. Yeah. That makes any sense. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I yeah. guess she, like, the creator, Diana Lopez, got interested in tarot, but she already had been an artist and web designer. So she's like, I'm going to mm-hmm. make this app. And then it kind of became a physical app from the. Uh, or no, a physical deck after deck the app after was the created. App. How it comes packaged, though, in the physical deck version is crazy. Yes, it is please tell me. full-blown bananas. The box <laughs> itself looks like a book, which is really cute. Like, it looks like kind of like a regular-sized paperback almost. And then okay. you open it, and it has a pretty extensive book of definitions. And then two smaller boxes that have the deck split half in each of these two smaller boxes. That would give me highs. When <laughs> I opened it, I think that I might have saved it as a uh, highlight on my Instagram, like because it was a while ago. But I swear to God, there was also plastic wrap basically <sighs> at every level. So I don't really know why they did that. Okay, actually, let me look at my Instagram story really quickly because I... Okay, walk us through Instagram story verbally. Okay, so it looks like a book. The book itself is, um, like, attached to the front cover. So when you open it, the, the, like, definitions book is attached to the front cover. Okay, okay. And then I guess there wasn't uh, plastic wrap, but there are two separate small boxes... So theoretically, you'd have to do the split deck situation, which I I've had this deck in my car for a really long time. Yeah, like this. I got this deck 90 weeks ago, according to Instagram, and it's been in my car since then. So 90 yeah, weeks I, is I almost two years. Old episodes, you mentioning like doing pulling cards from the Kawaii Tarot. Yeah, that is, it's so funny to look at this. I, this is before I had a tripod, girl. It is like fully oh gosh, one hand. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe don't go watch that Instagram story. Don't go watch this. It's It's focused, but (laughs) very, very strange. Man, I did a lot better of a job of unboxing my decks on Instagram. (laughs) 
like 90 weeks ago. Anyway, 90 weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just too much packaging. I think that if you were trying to keep it in its box, you would just never would because those Mm -hmm. split boxes are really difficult. And then also having them in separate smaller boxes would just mean that every time it would be too cumbersome to utilize very frequently, I think. And if I'm not mistaken, these cards are, like, smaller than normal tarot cards. That is true. They're more, like, regular playing card sized, which I really okay. like. Like, it really is perfect to have in my car because it's small. Really, really right. portable. Um, a spooky story about this deck is that the... Sorry, this is going to get dark for one it's minute. Okay. That, But not sad because I'm in a much better place, thank you very much for asking, than I was a couple (laughs) weeks ago when I cried on the episode about this. But when I was driving to go tell my grandparents that my cousin had died, uh, I drew a card just on the road, like kind of what can I expect from today? And I pulled the Mm -hmm. motherfucking death card. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I was like, I know, Kawhi Taro. I know. know. I'm about to go tell my 88-year-old grandparents that my cousin died. I know. Well, and the death card has like a scythe on it that's just like Lenormand too. Exactly. Super creepy. Anyway, um, the cardstock itself is fine. I mean, it's pretty thin, but it's also a small deck, so you wouldn't want it to be too thick. It would be completely unusable. So it's slick. It's like a tiny bit shiny, but not like overwhelmingly shiny. Um, But it's just a really solid kind of like throw it into a purse. Don't worry too much about it. Keep it in your car for two years without it. Like it isn't warped or bended or bleached or anything. Even after two years, it's sitting in my car, which is pretty astonishing. So it's, it's sturdy, but not like thick or anything. And the book is great. Good. Yeah, that's fine. So what I did with mine is that I, I was not comfortable with reading, um, Tarot de Marseille cards. So what I did right. with mine, because there's so much white space on each card, is I went through all the minor arcanas and I wrote which major arcana was associated with it. So, like, for example, okay. on this Two of Pentacles, I wrote High Priestess. High Priestess, right. So that I could look at it and remember, like, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Like, this, it was kind of helpful for beginning the Tarot de Marseille, like, memorization structure. Because for some reason, right. when I was first going down that road, it was really hard for me to remember the order that the Major Arcana came in. Like, I would always be like, <laughs> yes. oh, shit, what the hell, six? And so having it written down on the card was really helpful. And then when I was stopped in traffic, which I live in Southern California, so that is a lot of my day, I would kind of flashcard through them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a really nice good casual deck that you're not spending a ton of money on it. So you can yeah. kind of make it to whatever you need it to be. Yeah. But now the wildly tarot deck has the tarot de Marseille definitions on the bottom. So that would be a much better resource than this much less work. <laughs> and also would be supporting us just saying yeah. we'd love it. <laughs> if you're a Patreon supporter, you get some discount. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> um, but what is your general impressions of the deck? Or what are your general impressions of the deck? It's a very, okay, just like the name implies, it's a very cute deck. Yeah. And it's very simple. And I like simple. It's not like visually overly stimulating. You're not getting like tons of different symbols like in your face. Yeah. It's It's super pared down. Yes, very much. And it's kind of like, they're kind of like, I would say it's like emoji tarot almost because the symbols are so simple. Yeah. 
there's just like one symbol on the thing and then um you kind of you get the gist of it if that makes any sense yeah one of the cool things also is that it's sort of like gender fluidity because all of the court cards are not necessarily like the queens aren't all presenting as women the kings aren't all presenting as men and so that's kind of cool it feels like a little bit more fluid and like modern in that way yeah yeah and i really like that the wand suit itself has just a bunch of candy. Oh, like, yeah. I forgot just, like, to mention candy. that. Yeah. So I just thought that was like, that's really cute. And cups have like different cups, types of cups. That's really cute. But I just thought the wands, like for the most part, it's just candy you know, games just kind of or lollipops. Expense, like, yeah. <laughs> you would kind of expect for like, it's kind of like a Marseille deck where you just have like the swords on there and things like that. But I just thought the really cute touch was having the candy. Of candy. It's so cute. So, so, yeah, so cute. cute. Uh, what kind of readings have you used this for? I haven't used this a lot. Why? When I had the, um, when I had didn't have as much like access to tarot decks, I had this as an app, uh-huh. and so I used the app just to kind of do card of the day sort of things. Okay, and get myself familiar with the cards themselves. Yeah, so I, I do feel strenuous. like the simplified imagery means that it's not as great for like storytelling. Like if you're doing a big right. reading, that it won't work quite the same way. But I think that you're totally right about doing cards of the day. Which is yeah. why it's also uh, something that I kept in my car for so long. It's just kind of nice. Like, I keep yeah. a copy of Antique Anatomy in my car because I have so many copies of Antique Anatomy because I couldn't stop <laughs> buying them. Uh, <laughs> but that's kept in my car in case I don't have a deck on me and somebody wants a reading, which has happened before. Right. I've been like, oh, let me go grab Antique Anatomy out of my car. This I keep in my car for practice and cards of the day. Just like a quick yeah. card on the way home. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about your favorite cards. I, okay. Let's I'm see. sure we have overlap because so many of them are just so simplified that they right. don't stand out in any particular way. Exactly. I mean, I feel like that makes it sound negative, but it is cute. It's oh, no, super no. cute. Yeah. For the most part, it's like the miners are pretty much pips. Yeah. That you can kind of expect if it makes any sense. But so most of my favorite cards are the majors. I really like, let's see, which, where should I start? All of mine are majors. Which is okay. hilarious because next week we're doing a majors only deck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of my favorite is the hermit, just because I like that the little like kerosene lamp. I there that you would go love camping. that kerosene lamp. <laughs> it's so cute. It is so, it's so cute. cute. It's so cute. Uh, so I like that, and um, and the meanings aren't like super like involved either. Like they're like just like one little short paragraph and you're done. They're not overly complicated. Um, let's see. I liked the hanged man is funny to me because it's, it's like the hanged man is hanging 10, like his, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like sign on the thing and with like a (laughs) halo over him. So I thought that was really cute and funny. That is cute and funny. I also like the devil because I think the devil is like, he's just like a devil face plus the fire on his head. Like we wouldn't get that he's a devil unless he had fire, but okay. Yeah. The horns (laughs) don't give it away. It's not giving away at all. And the, the only thing I was kind of curious about, okay, so the high priestess is a moon with two stars, uh-huh. and the moon is just the moon. Yeah, I saw that I would that probably too. get that confused pretty easily, just for me. Yeah. Because like, they're both like a very similar moon, there's just two stars being a difference, but anyway, I was just, that was just something I noticed. Yeah, so, I um, noticed that too. I had to decide which one I liked more, and I liked the one with the stars more, so high priestess yeah, is one of my Yeah, the one with the stars, high priestess. <laughs> And the fool has his little hat, like the fool hat that yeah. you see like in a jester court. So I thought that was cool. 
And then one of my only, oh yeah, my only minor is the Ten of Swords because I love the, the shape of those swords surrounding the heart. Yeah. It's like a big circle of swords surrounding the heart. I thought that was a really cool way to kind of signify the Ten of Swords. Yeah, so. I like that too. Those are my favorites. So I shared with you the High Priestess, the Hermit, and the Devil. Okay. I also really liked Judgment because I'm watching Cheer on Netflix right now, and it just oh, seems yes, like yes, a yes. cheerleading, like, <laughs> very much horn, whatever that's called. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Magician is cute just because it's, I just think that the colorful stars are a really adorable thing, and they're so unique to this deck, and I just really like yes. that Magician. And then last but not least, the tower, because there's something just so hilarious about a super, super darling tower. (laughs) You know. Like, it's it's so cute. (laughs) Yeah, it's just leaning slightly. It's just so cute. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that that is a huge high point for the deck is just, like, how cute it makes all of them. Yeah. And that isn't to say that it doesn't read well. It still reads fine. It gave me the death card when I was about to tell my grandparents my cousin had died. But, like, it is very cute. Yes. I think this would be a good deck, especially if you're trying to introduce terror to children. Yeah. This would be one of the decks I would go to as well. Because the it's only very problem simplified. is just that the since the miners aren't illustrated, that could be confusing. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah. But yeah, it's a really cute deck. Super, super adorable. All right. I'll pull a card to represent your relationship with the deck. Unless oh, I can, I can pull do... it from right here in the app because I can do one card oh, reading. Lovely. Let's so. do it. Oh, well, it pulled my card swiftly more swiftly than my seven plus seven method i got the tower oh my gosh you're like i'm not prepared for this yes the tower representing a grandly constructed structure in your life is hit by lightning expect to be shaken up the shock and flash of bright light will reveal to you what is true reliable (laughs) thank you Yay! And I got the Seven of Pentacles, which is funny because this is like a deck that is just always around me. Yeah, it's just in my car all the time. I love that. Awesome! Well, next week, we are going to talk about the Lisa Frank Tarot. Yeah! Yay! (laughs) I love Lisa Frank. So exciting! My inner child's already, like, roaring to come out. Just stoked. Like, so beyond excited. So that's our show this week. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information and also our deck and everything else at wildlytarot.com. And also tell your friends about us and review us. It helps us grow and we really, 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 really appreciate it. Yeah. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Wildly Parrot Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And also, yet again, a big thanks to at Wild Woman Magic for pulling show notes together and timestamps for our website. That's just awesome and amazing. We love you. Yeah. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you. We love you. <laughs> See you in like five minutes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Time is nothing. <laughs> <laughs>